Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett. My passion for football and pushing boundaries has helped me to create a successful business using the same performance building principles of the world's best players. Through my Move the Ball book, workshops, and consulting work, I've used the same system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize those tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. I'm glad that you are here with us today. As you all know, this podcast is all about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. Two things before we get into today's episode. If you haven't already done so, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also, if you have not yet joined the five-day virtual networking challenge, make sure that you do that today by clicking the link in the show notes so that you can be on your way to growing your network as having a strong network, as we all know, is one way that you really move the ball. Okay. During season two, I did a special behind the pros trainer series. Some of you might recall that with performance trainers who coach both college and pro athletes. They get players ready with workouts in the off season and with combine specific training, and they just help athletes to perform at a higher level. Since it is that time of year where the current draft class is training for the NFL combine and their pro days, what I wanted to do is bring some other trainers on the show to talk about how they're getting these athletes ready to perform at their best for these events. So for today's episode, I'm actually recording on location at House of Athlete, which is a nice treat for me too, because it means I'm avoiding the Midwest winter back home in Chicago. So inside the huddle with us today and sitting next to me is one of House of Athlete's finest coaches, Jordan Bush. JB, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me on. Well, I'm so excited to be doing this on location to House of Athlete is one of the premier training facilities, and I'm just glad to be here with you. And so welcome to the show. Just a little bit about JB's background. With a passion for strength and conditioning, as well as athletic development, JB has dedicated his life to the service of athletes. After getting his exercise science degree with an emphasis in human performance, JB worked at D1 Jackson for two years, and he was one of the lead strength and conditioning coaches in that facility. JB has also been a strength and conditioning coach at IMG Academy, And as I already mentioned, he is currently here at House of Athlete with me, where he has worked with lots of different collegiate and pro athletes of many, many sports, including from the football world, Patrick Queen, Justin Jefferson, Eric Stokes, Kenny Moore II, Christian Fulton, and Landon Collins. And those are just a few. We'll talk about some more as we get into the show. All right, Jordan, are you ready to get into it? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Let's do it. All right. Awesome. So what I want to do first is I want to start off by talking about your why. And the reason why I wanted to start this as a podcast host, you're always thinking about what's that intro question to kind of kick off the conversation. And as I was thinking about our episode, I was thinking about why I left corporate to focus on the Move the Ball brand and the movement. And it wasn't because I disliked my job or wasn't happy, but it was because after my dad died, I really went through this period of discovery and reflection. and 
thought about what was the legacy that I wanted to leave behind. And you know the story already. And so for me, you know, what I do now, Move the Ball represents that why. It's about helping people to, no matter what your background is, really focus on where do I want to go? What are the things that I want to do in life and how do I move the ball to do so? So with that being said, what is your why? What drives you every day? Um, I think my why is just basically the person I am. As far as where I'm from, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi, a small town compared to a lot of other major cities or capitals across the USA. Jackson is really, really small, but I always knew I wanted to do more for myself than just be a hometown hero. I've always seen myself on a bigger platform, on a bigger stage. And I think my why, my purpose in this world is just to help people out as much as I can, not only from a sports standpoint, but just in general in life. And when did you know that you wanted to major in exercise science? Was that something earlier on when you developed this wanting to help others or was it later while you were in college? So I actually went to the University of Southern Mississippi for PT. I wanted to be a physical therapist. Uh, I actually tore my ACL on my right knee in 11th grade and my ACL on my left knee in 12th grade. Um, I had great physical therapists that helped me along the way. And I was like, you know, I, I would want to help somebody else out. So I actually went, it's a funny story. I actually went to the University of Southern Mississippi for PT school. And my freshman class, I had like a class about intro to exercise science and different professionals would come in, just kind of tell what they, what their jobs were. And a PT came and she was really, really nice. She kind of explained some of the things she did, which I already knew from, you know, doing rehab myself. And she said, you know, I just want to let you guys know if you don't graduate with at least a 3.8 or 3.9 in PT school is probably not for you. And it actually honestly kind of scared me off because I was always a smart student, but that kind of deterred me a little bit. And I was like, I don't know if PT is what I really want to do. And also I didn't like, um, personally, I didn't think PTs were involved in sports enough. As far as being with athletes and being on the field and just being a former athlete, I knew I always wanted to stay around the sport as much as possible once my playing days were over. Um, so one day I walked over to our strength and conditioning facility and just talked to our head guy at the time, Mark Smith, and asked him, could I come in, you know, and volunteer and help any way I could? And he told me, I'll see you tomorrow morning at five. And that's all he said. I came, woke up the next morning super early, went over. I was on time and I literally did that internship the whole entire football season. I got a lot of experience. I loved it. And I've always been a fan of the weight room. So it was really a really smooth transition from going to being coached to coaching someone else. It was really a smooth transition. I fell in love with strength and conditioning and sports performance, and I, I've never looked back. Well, I think that's great that you did the internship because internships are a great way to get insights and knowledge of a particular field and see, is this really the thing that I want to do or do I want to go do something else? I mean, I meet so many people that start college and they go down one path and they end up shifting to something different because they didn't like it or they didn't think it was what they thought it would be. And so I think internships are a great way to kind of get that hands-on experience and see, is this the field for me or should I focus on something different? So let's talk about your first job outside of college. So you've got this exercise science degree. You were the head baseball strength and conditioning coach at Northwest Ranking High School. Mm -hmm. How did you get that job? And the reason I'm asking this question is because we do on this podcast talk about how to brand yourself, how to advance in your career. So how did you start off? What did you do to land that job? So Northwest Rankin is a high school that actually played against my high school. We're in the same district, literally about 
15 minutes away from each other. I went to Murrah High School in Jackson. So I've always been familiar with Northridge Rankin, um, just from a football standpoint, from a baseball standpoint. But I was actually also working at D1 at the time. And my friend, Quaid Smith, he reached out to me one day and was like, hey, man, what's your schedule like? You know, we're looking for a strength and conditioning coach. He was familiar with the things I was doing. I was doing at D1. He literally just reached out one day out of the blue. Um, and it's like, what's your schedule like? We were looking for a strength coach. Our head coach wants to come, wants to meet you if you're willing to come in. So I go in and he actually remembered me playing against them in baseball because I played baseball and football in high school. He actually remembered me from playing against them. He came in and we talked about it and he said, we'll love to have you. Um, I think our guys would, you know, we need someone new to bring fire in our program. And it was something that I jumped at the opportunity that same day. And crazy, crazy story. Um, we actually went to the North State Championship that year and lost by one run in the last inning. So we were literally one run away from making a state championship my first year there. I fell in love with the kids, the coaches, the parents. They literally welcomed me with open arms, and I'm forever grateful for that opportunity. And when I read your bio, I mentioned that you've worked with all different levels of athletes, right? College, pro, we just talked about high school level. And you and I text a, a bit about when we see these guys going into the league and how they're like your kids and they've all grown up. So talk to us about when you're training guys here at House of Athlete. I mean, these are college level professional level, the NFL, as you know, and other sports, the pro level is a business, right? And so this is your job. How is that different than training younger kids in terms of the maturity and the mindset of these athletes? Well, for sure. I think the younger, the more you have room for error, right? So if you're in the seventh grade, you're not going to actually start focusing, I think, on your craft until you get a little older. I mean, some guys, some parents have their kids in sports really, really early, but I think when you're super young, you're still figuring out what it is you really want to do. Um, and I think the older you get from a freshman in high school to a senior in high school, freshman in college, senior in college, and on to the professional level, I think the attention to detail is more serious because, you know, if I mess up or if I do something I'm supposed to do, my playing days could be over. Um, so I think the, the older guys have the mindset of this is a business and my body makes me money, if we're just being honest. So health is wealth and is being as healthy as possible is going to continue to not only benefit me, but benefit my family and future generations down the line. So I think the older the guys are, I've learned that the attention to detail and the maturity is, is at an all time high. Do you see a difference between college and pro athletes? Because they're both focused on that end goal is to have a position in a professional sports organization. Whether you're in the league, if you're in the league, you want to stay in the league. If you're in college, you're trying to get to the league. Do you see a difference between their mentality, their mindset, their focus, or it's pretty similar? I don't think it's a huge difference. You see a little, you know, here and there, obviously, the guys, the NFL veterans, they know like what it takes to not only get into the NFL or get into pro sports, but stay there. And I think when you're in college, you're just still, you're still young. You're still trying to understand, okay, this works for this person. I want to do what they're doing. So I think the mentorship from a older veteran standpoint and the way that they handle themselves, I think it's, I think it's a small difference, but I don't think it's that much of a difference because they're all after the same goal. Just like you said, they want to be on a professional team, whether they be NBA, MLB, NFL, the end goal, the reason why you work so hard and put in so much time, energy, and effort into your craft is to be on a professional team and not just get to a team, but be the best on the team or be the best in the in the league. So I think the mindset is the biggest difference just from being, okay, I'm doing this for the, the love of the game or for the passion 
to I'm doing it for now to take care of my family. I think that's the biggest mindset. I think that the mindset, I think, is the biggest change or biggest difference in between college and NFL. And when I read your bio, I mentioned some of the guys that you are currently training at the professional level. What in your mind makes, I mean, everybody has at that level, a hard work ethic, right? You have to have that because there are so many people that are trying to make it, you know, less than 1%, make it to the league of all football players. But what is it about those guys that you train that make them elite? I think it's the discipline. I think discipline is, is what separates everybody in life. Um, Just being able to do the things you don't want to do when you know you still have to. Waking up at 5 a.m., even in the off season, you may not want to. You might not have to go to team meetings at 7. But just being disciplined, knowing that I know in three months I'm going to have to do this every single day for 18 weeks. Uh, I think discipline and I just think attention to detail again is what separates the good from the great or the elite from the non, non-elite. I think it's a matter of what what you want to get out of it, right? So the more you, the harder you work, the more you do extra, um, I think that's also what separates people, like I said, just being disciplined and your attention to details. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And something that I'll add to that is when you look at discipline and your attention to details, it's really about how you're showing up, right? How are you showing up every day to the field, to practice, to your job, whatever. And if you show up with that discipline and that attention to the things that you need to be focused on, then you're going to have higher performance and better results and outcomes than if you don't focus on those things. And so that's something that Many of my listeners know that I'm in the process of releasing another book, and that book is all about how do you suit up with the right mentality and how do you show up to life and to sports, to work, to whatever it is that you're doing to be able to move the ball. And so discipline and attention to detail and that focus are very important elements of being able to do that the right way. So I mentioned when I introduced you, you worked at IMG. Academy IMG, for those that aren't familiar with it, is a very elite, elite uh, high school program that really is very different than normal high schools because they treat their athletes more like a college type of a setting. Talk to us a little bit about when you've, you've coached at the high school level, you've coached at the elite high school level with IMG. What is the big difference between an IMG type of a school versus an average high school and how they prepare their athletes to be successful? I think a fact that a lot of people don't know is the kids that play at IMG actually live on campus. So they live in dorms. They're around, you know, other players on their team literally 24-7. They go to class together. They work out together. They practice all the time together. So it's different because you don't have kids playing multiple sports. So in a normal high school, you may have a football guy that runs track or you may have a football guy that plays basketball right after these kids are elite at their sports. And I think it's a lot goes into it. A lot, obviously, all of them are blessed with the ability to play sports at a, at a high level. But I also think from the first day there, they're, they're living with people that they're going to see 24-7. Um, they have dorms on campus, so they're around these same people every single day. And I think they just build relationships with each other very fast because anytime you're around somebody all the time, of course, you guys are going to get, you know, you're going to build some type of relationship, whether it's good or bad. So I think that the piece of them actually living on campus together goes a long way because it's like I'm seeing this person every single day. Uh, and they're just those kids are blessed with I've seen kids there that are blessed with very, very unique abilities, God given abilities and talent. But I think the the component of actually living on campus with with your other teammates is huge. 
Yeah. And I'll say being in the military, it's the same thing when you're, for example, I'm in the guard now. And so we go away for our annual training for a couple of weeks and you're living with those people 24 seven, you're around them. It builds a very different relationship than if it's someone that you just see in a nine to five type of a setting. So I can see how that would add to the cohesiveness of working together, of performing together. And that increases your performance because you get to know the people on a different level and you're just better teammates because of it. And if anyone is interested in learning more about IMG Academy, um, I did have the head football coach of IMG, Pepper Johnson, on the show earlier in the season. So go ahead and check out that episode as well. So JB, let's talk about House of Athlete. I mentioned that, you know, we're we're in combine time, guys are training for their pro days. And so talk to us about what is it that you guys do at House of Athlete to prepare your athletes? And second, what is it that differentiates you? Because there's a lot of trainers, as you know, across the country that are training guys. So what separates House of Athlete? Well, here at House of Athlete, we feel like we have an all-inclusive program. Um, we, we try to call ourselves the one-stop shop. We have it where guys don't have to go off-site for literally anything. So we have an in-house chef. We have ATs, PTs, physiologists, doctors that come in every single day to make sure that our guys are getting everything they need from a not only a medical standpoint, from a nutritional standpoint. I think we have the best speed coach in the country, uh, Mo Wills. We have a great team of other strength conditioning coaches, very experienced, very knowledgeable. And we use our we, we we work really, really well together. So it's no ego in anything we do. If another coach is great at what he does, I'll let that coach do his thing. Or if I'm great at what I do, another coach will let me have it. So I think it's a really, really unique facility because we have everything literally in-house. We don't have to go off-site for anything. And I think also the people in the facility are what makes the facility go. We have a tremendous staff of hardworking individuals that come together as, as teammates. Um, so we all have our different backgrounds. We all come from different places. We have people from as far as Hawaii that live here. And I mean, that, that work here. And we have, also have a coach here from New York. So we're literally all over the country. Then we all come here and we, we've all come here and worked for a common goal to help athletes get better, whether that be professional or, or youth athletes. Um, NFL combine is really unique. And I tell people all the time, we're, these guys most important people that they'll know for the next eight to 10 weeks because they're literally with us every single day with the exception of, of Sundays when they're off. But we're with these guys all the time. And I think the relationships you build during combined training will last a lifetime. I just saw a picture on Instagram two days ago, Frank Darby and Marquez Stevenson did a Jersey swap. Both of those guys were here for combine last year. We all still talking our, in our group message. So I think the relationships you build genuine relationships that you build with people will go, will last a lifetime. And I think that's what makes us at the House of Athlete unique. Yeah, I think absolutely relationships are so important. And these young men are building bonds with other very talented athletes who push one another as well. It's one thing I've always noticed too at the combine when they're doing their drills, these guys are competing for a job on a team, but they're also supporting each other and making sure that each one is performing at their best. So it's not like, oh, I, yes, you are my competition, but I also want to see you excel as well. And so they push each other to improve as well. So on this podcast, we talk about business and branding as well as sports. So let's talk about House of Athlete as a business and what you guys are doing to help grow the brand and continue to let people know about all the great things that you guys are doing here. Well, House of Athlete is actually owned by NFL veteran Brandon Marshall. He's done a phenomenal job to push the House of Athlete brand from the podcast to the apparel, the supplements. 
he does a phenomenal job to make sure that anywhere you go, you see House of Athlete in some form or sense. He's built this amazing facility from the ground up and put the right people in place to make sure this facility thrives, not only in Miami, but facilities all across the country. Um, he's put the right people in very, very unique positions to make sure we're successful. Um, and he's done a phenomenal job at that. And, and House of Athletes is only going to continue to grow. So I think, you know, this is just our, this is technically our second facility, but it's only our second combine class here. And so from the results that we've got with the first one, it was easy for guys to say, hey, I want to go train down there with Mo and with JB and with the House of Athletes staff. And I want to train at Brandon's facility. So it's been a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal experience for me. Being from Mississippi, I did not know what House of Athletes was a couple of years ago. I didn't even know where Western Florida was. Um, so I think a lot of things have changed in the last couple of years from the time I've been in Mississippi. But House of Athlete has really, really helped push not only myself, but myself as a brand to grow and has challenged me in different ways that I, I would have never imagined. And you mentioned Brandon Marshall, and a lot of people know Brandon for his time on the field and the I Am Athlete podcast. And just, I mean, he's public figure. He's out there doing a lot of things. When you look at Brandon as the, the founder of this business, how has the competitive athlete mentality in your mind helped him to grow this establishment? I know you guys are, you have a house of Tampa or a house of athlete in Tampa with Yo Murphy, who is also amazing and was on the show last season. So go check that out. Got to plug episodes here when I can. But but when you look at Brandon and his mindset and just being a competitive athlete, how has that helped from a business standpoint in growing this brand and what House of Athlete is? So I think if you listen to Brandon or if you ever heard him talk, he always talks about what he had when he was an athlete. So when he was playing here in Miami, he used to have to go to see his doctor in Chicago or he would have to go do see his chiropractor in Seattle or wherever. When he designed this facility, he wanted to make sure that this facility had everything it needed in one place. So when he built this building out, he made sure we had enough ATs. We, he made sure we had the cold tub, hot tub, sauna, steam room, the on-site chef. He did all of that. So everything you need is really in this building. From a PT standpoint, chiropractors, doctors, he does it all. He, he did a phenomenal job with the layout of this building. And it makes my job really, really easy when I can come in and I know if a guy needs to get treatment, hey, go upstairs to the AT or if a guy... Hey, I want to get in the cold tub, but it's right, it's right outside the weight room. So I think he's done a phenomenal job. And he always talks about he wanted to make sure that when he opened his facility, guys didn't have to go anywhere else or outsource anything because everything they needed was right here. Well, a couple of things as I'm listening to you. One, I mean, Brandon's obviously played the game. He can relate to the athletes. A lot of trainers can relate because they a lot of them are former players. Right. But he he and this is for any business owner, you should identify what are the pain points, what are the problems, what are the challenges for your potential customer base, right? Here being pro athletes. And how can you bring a solution that makes your customers' problems go away or minimizes the pain? Points. And so it seems like that's what he's done here with House of Athlete. It's a great facility. I've done a tour. There's all kinds of, of wonderful amenities here and, and wonderful experts. I mean, you guys fly people in as well to come. Like I, I know Ryan Clark has been in as well as Jordan Shallow, who works with your athletes as well. And so you bring in the experts so that your athletes don't have to go outside to deal with the athletes. And that helps to uh, that helps to reduce the time that they're traveling or that they have to go. So one-stop shopping is a great way to differentiate yourself from some of the other brands that are out there. 
So as you look at the future for House of Athletes, what excites you the most about the brand and where they're headed? I think the most exciting thing is just to see all these locations that are going to be all over the country. I won't say where. I'm not sure if Brandon wants me to. But it's going to be a it, House of Athletes is going to be the next training facility that everybody wants to go to, no matter what sports you play, how old you are, if you're in if you're an NFL athlete or if you're just a general population, normal everyday, everyday person, it's going to be the facility of, of the future. I honestly think I and honestly believe is it has of athlete is the facility of the future. This is just the first one. And I'm excited to see where it goes next. Well, I'll echo that it's exciting. And I've been posting on social media about me coming to House of Athlete while I've been here. And I've had a number of current players, former players, trainers hit me up and ask, how is it? There, I heard it's super dope. So you, whatever you all are doing here is top notch because you're definitely aligning what you want your brand to represent with what people's interpretations or impressions of your brand is. So very well done so far. And I'm excited for the continued expansion and to see where you all go in the future. So before we do my two-minute drill, what I want to ask you is we talked about guys that are training for the combine and their pro days. What about the draft class this year do you think makes them special and maybe unique from other draft classes that you've trained? That's a good question. Um, I think this draft class is very, very, very attention to detail oriented. And I know I say attention to detail all the time, but it's huge when you're working with professional athletes or athletes in general. For example, when you're running the 40-yard dash, if your steps are off, you could your time could be increased by 0.1 seconds or 0.5 seconds, which is the difference between maybe a first round and a fifth round pick. So I think your details have to be on point with everything you do. I'm, I'm big on routine personally, and I think these guys have done a great job embracing the routine that we've given them, making sure they're where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there. Um, because I tell guys all the time now, I don't, I'm a huge I'm a huge, huge, huge believer in how you do anything is how you do everything. So just making sure guys are where they're supposed to be on time. I'm big on time management. I'm always, always early. Um, but we tell guys, like, for example, if a guy comes in late, we tell them, like, yeah, in the next six months, you do this, you'll be fine for it. And they think about it. You know, this would be $5,000 off your check because you think about, man, I was only five minutes late, but that cost me $5,000, you know. So we try to tell them now to get prepared for the NFL because NFL is a business and everything you do going forward is going to be either a business decision to help you or hurt you. Right. So we tell guys all the time, just be smart. We do a lot of, a lot of NFL PA meetings with these guys so they can understand how the NFL business actually works. Um, but I think this class has, is really embracing the attention to details that we give them, not only from a training standpoint, but from a time management standpoint, these guys are always asking about doing extra, they're always asking how can we how can we help them more. So I think the attention to details so far is from what I've seen from this class has been tremendous. I think that's what's separating them so far from the last two classes I worked in. Well, I think attention to detail is very important, no matter what field you're doing. I mean, in the corporate setting, I was always, I have a very high attention to detail, and people get annoyed at just little things that you scrutinize, but 
it's important. Like those little details matter. Just like you mentioned, that could be the difference between a first round and a fifth round draft pick. If your time is 0.5 seconds or 0.2 seconds off, that's big money differences. And so you have to pay attention to what are those little details that I can hone in on to perfect my craft. And same thing in the corporate space or as a business owner, what are the details that you're not paying attention to that you should be paying attention to so that you can move the ball and be more successful in whatever it is you're looking to do. All right, JB, I'm going to take you through my two-minute drill. We're going to have some fun here. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's go. All right, here we go. First question is, when you were 10 years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? I definitely wanted to be a professional football player. I did not achieve that goal, but I am here working with professionals, which is just as good. So I I still want to say I made it. (laughs) And I'm sure it's very, very rewarding as well. Very, very. I, I love my job. I love what I do. I would not be doing anything else. That's awesome. Next question is, what three words would you use to describe yourself? Hardworking, passionate, and genuine. I think um, I always like to consider myself the hardest working person you'll ever meet. Um, I'm passionate about what I do. I put a lot of time, effort, energy, and money into, you know, my personal craft and what I do as a coach. And genuine, I like to treat everybody with the same respect is if you were a janitor or a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. I try to make sure I treat everyone and give everyone the same respect, the same JB, no matter who you are. Well, I think that's important. It's important to treat people as human beings, no matter what your job title or how much money you have. That's one thing I remember. I had Eric Dungy, Tony Dungy's son on the show, season one. And I asked him about his dad. And he said, that's one thing his dad always did was it didn't matter who you were. He was all about making you feel like you were important. And relationships are so important in whatever it is that you do. All right, I'm going off on a tangent. So next question is, what is one thing that most people don't know about you? probably going to be the fact that I am afraid of roller coasters or jet skiing. I have have a fear of both that you cannot convince me otherwise to do either one. Interesting. Okay. How about if you had one intro song that was played at all of your public appearances, what would that song be? Applying Pressure by J. Cole. Good choice. Okay. How about next question? What book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? The book I'm currently reading, I actually just started on January the 1st, how cliche, but it's called Your Best Year Ever by Michael Hyatt. I'm only about 20 pages in. I try to get about six pages done a night, but we're combined going on. It's really, really busy, but I'm definitely going to finish it by March. Good. And yeah, I mean, combine training for those that aren't familiar. I mean, it's very long days every day getting ready for eight to 10 weeks. So it's, it's a very intensive time for you, but I know you will get that book done soon enough. All right. Next question is, you are hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you choose and why? I would go with Barack Obama, for sure. Number one, hands down, easily. Beyonce would be number two and Michael Jordan would be number three. I would definitely pick Barack Obama because, of course, being the first African-American president, I would just want to ask him, you know, all the challenges he was faced with and how he overcame adversity. Um, I think he's literally the the picture. If I had to picture the American dream from a standpoint of you can do anything you set your mind to, he would definitely be the first person that comes to mind. Beyonce, I would definitely ask her about how she's been thriving for so long. I think she's one of the people that just gets better with time from a standpoint of her following of people and her support that she gets from her behalf. I think Beyonce is really an example of longevity. 
and Michael Jordan just being, I don't necessarily think he's the greatest athlete of all time, but I think he's the greatest competitor of all time. Just asking him how he attacked every single day with the same mindset, same energy, same focus. And definitely after seeing his, his TV show, I forgot what it was called, The Last Dance. And definitely after watching that, I'm like, if I ever got a chance to talk to him and he had the time, we would talk for hours because I'd been so fascinated with his work ethic and how he attacked every single day. He was fearless in everything he did. And he's just somebody that I actually really, really look to and, and from a standpoint of just being the greatest at what they do. So those would be my three guests. Three great choices. And my last question is, do you sing in the shower? All the time. If the right song is on, I'm, I'm in the studio. So the shower, my car, it doesn't matter where I am. If the right song comes on, you're going to hear me sing. I'm, I think another thing that most people don't know about me is I like R&B music way better than, than rap. Um, so if I'm in my car driving nine times out of nine, nine times out of 10, it's probably going to be R&B music. Got it. Okay. So JB, as we look to close the show, let people know, how can they follow you? Where are you at on social media? Uh, my Twitter is jbush with four underscores, I think. I think the, the other names were taken. Um, and my Instagram is j.bush with two underscores. Okay. And we'll be sure to have those in the show notes so people can follow you and all the great things that you're doing at House of Athletes. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a true pleasure to have you and to be doing it here on location at House of Athletes. Thank you so much for having me. You guys make sure you check this, check this podcast out. Thank you so much. And thanks again to everyone for listening. Again, if you like today's episode, go share it with someone else who you think would find it to be of value. And if you haven't already done so, I said this earlier, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. All right. Thank you all for listening to today's show. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball in your business, with your brand, or your career, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.